I'm going to go sit down today and I'm going to give the mic to somebody else. How about that? We have a son here. Uh huh. <laughs> and um, I asked him to share the word this morning for this, this great youth Sunday. Have y'all enjoyed yourself thus far? Well, he, he, he's, he's his own guy and he comes in his own grace. And so y'all know him. He's been there before. Um, he's here every Sunday. Can y'all welcome with me to the platform, to the holy desk, to give us from the holy writ. Um, <laughs> come on, Pastor Twan, as we call him. Come on. Y'all celebrate. Uh-uh, that's weak. Come on, that's weak. Say, preach, Pastor Twan. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can you help me celebrate the greatest pastor in the world? Yeah. And so I receive everything. Y'all don't understand. That ain't my assignment, but everything come out of his mouth, I'm receiving. So me and my wife, we preparing to look for a house, too. So now we got to see if we can get ours before Pastor gets his, so we can have the first testimony about what the Lord has done. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Listen, um, I'm on assignment today, so let me get right into this. Um, you know, we've been talking about this whole movement thing. We've been talking about positioning ourselves to receive everything that God has for us. And so the Lord was dealing with me concerning transition. And so I don't know if you know this or not, but... We're not about to move. We've already started to move. So the movement has already started. So I don't know uh, what you're doing. You might have gotten left. You may need to get the next train that's about to pass so you can catch up. But we're already moving. Can you shout, we're already moving. And so whether you know it or not, we are in full transition as we speak right now. Do you believe that? I believe that God has, has positioned us to be in full transition. And so I want to talk for a few minutes about transition time. It's transition time. Somebody shout, it's transition time. Uh, many of us have been in the same place too long. You've been doing the same thing, talking to the same people. You had the same New Year's resolution. Some of y'all picked that right. I didn't do it last year. I'm going to do it this year. The same old, same old. But God told me to tell you today that it's time to transition. And during this time of transition, it's imperative that your faith be in action during this transition. Because you can't keep on expecting God to do stuff when you don't believe he can do it. And so you have to understand that we are in a time of transition. Transition, the word transition is moving from one place, state, stage, or position to another. The word transition is moving from one place, state, stage, or position to another. The word, the word transition also means the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. Now, you got to understand we are in a place where God is changing some things consistently. Why? Because he's God. It's kind of like uh, uh, we live in Chicago. And so you got to understand that at any given time, the seasons can change whether it's that season or not. Okay, y'all not, y'all not, a few weeks ago, it reached about 56, 60 degrees, but it was supposed to be winter. 
And you got to understand, God can cause change to come even when it's not the season for it to happen. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to receive whatever God is doing in my life for transition. And so there are a few things, there are a few things, a few things you got to do in order to position yourself for transition. Number one, you have to have a time of preparation. There has to be a time of preparation. Please understand, God is a God of progress. So we have to be prepared for elevation and forward movement. Everything starts with preparation. Now, I like inspirational quotes. So one of my favorite authors is Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he writes, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And so many of you, many of you have been failing in a lot of areas because you're just not prepared to deal with it. Um, I work with a lot of young people, and so I'm a paraprofessional. And so they come to school when it's 10 below zero with a jacket on. But they come to school talking about, oh, it's so cold outside. You know why it's cold outside? Because you ain't prepared for the winter. That go for some of y'all adults too. You're always complaining about how cold it is. Oh, my wife is like that. She... My kids, my kids, is that better? My, my kids, I like that. <laughs> Always talking about how co- Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, that transition is smooth. When my kids are like that. They'll walk around the house with sh- boxer shorts, uh, basketball shorts, and a tank top. Tell them, Daddy, can you turn the heat up? No, you need to prepare for this winter, Jack. Because when I was growing up, grandmama and them didn't turn on no heat when you wanted to. You had to layer up. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You better layer up. Going to bed with two long john shirts and a sweater. You gotta be prepared. There is a, a, a preparation that needs to take place during this time of transition. Go to Proverbs chapter 24, New King James Version. Let's do New King James. Proverbs chapter 24. We gotta, we gotta, uh, we gotta prepare. I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but on last Sunday, the Lord released a seven day manifestation. Right. Watch this. So the Lord had me release it and then he released it again through Pastor Terrence. Some people thought that was just cute. Like, oh, they said the same thing. Ain't that cute? Watch Holy Spirit. Pastor, in the middle of his message, stop. He said, now, listen, that was released twice. So it's not a mistake. So what you need to do is start preparing to receive the seven day manifestation. So watch this, Pastor Keisha, and this is my own little testimony. I told my wife, I said, we need to make provision because this seven-day thing is going to happen. Thursday night, we get an unexpected check. Direct deposit. That, right. Now, no, let me see if this check real or I wonder who this from. No, ding. If you got chased, they send you an alert. You have a direct deposit. And I need to prophesy to somebody that missed the first seven days. Ding. You about to get another direct So we was prepared for that. And so we weren't shocked. Oh, my God. But I was certainly celebrating. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, I got to buy my pastor a wallet or, or something. What you, uh, want a wallet? Okay. No. <laughs> we, got, we got to find out what to sow into the man of God. You got to be prepared. You got Proverbs chapter 24. Elbow your neighbor and say, smile. You don't want to be the only one in heaven looking mean now, okay? Everybody rejoicing and you in the corner. Mm, they did all this on earth. 
What? You're in the wrong section of heaven. Go over there in the angles. Proverbs chapter 24. Say you got to be prepared. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 27. It says, prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the fields. And afterwards, build your house. In the new living. Look at it in the new living. I like that. In the new living. The new living translation says, do your planning and prepare your fields before building the house. Before building the house. You got to make sure that there's a time of preparation. It don't make no sense to try to build no house and you don't have the blueprints. You remember the three little pigs? The first pig, what was his house made out of? Straw. He didn't have the right blueprint. And so when the wolf came, he huffed and puffed and blew his little house down. And then the second pig, what did he make his house out of? Sticks. He didn't have a good blueprint either. And so when the wolf came, he blew his little house down. But that third pig had a little wisdom. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to that little pig. And so what he did was he built his house out of brick. He had a solid foundation. And I can imagine him looking at his blueprints and saying, my other buddies, they blew this whole thing. Some of y'all need to watch what other people do and how they feel. There's a lesson in everything. And so the the other pig said, you know what? I ain't going to use that stuff. I think I'm going to use brick. I'm going to build my house on a strong foundation. And so when the big bad wolf came, he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed. He probably had asthma, so he had to... (laughs) Then he huffed and he puffed, but did nothing happen because the third pig was prepared for what was coming. Ask your neighbor, are you prepared for real? Luke chapter 12, I got word. Luke chapter 12, go to verse 35 in the New Living. Stay there. Luke chapter 12, verse 35, starting at verse 35. It says this, be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for the master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready, watch this. Another word for ready is being prepared, right? Okay, he says this. He says, the servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. The servants who are what? The servants who are what? Ready and waiting for his return will be what? Please, please understand that there is a a reward for being prepared. There's a reward for being prepared. I wrote this in the note. The Holy Spirit says, if you prepare the right way, you can harvest the right way. Seed time, harvest time. You understand? Some of you have not been, been, been sowing on purpose and you have not been preparing to receive what God is about to give you. You can't expect God to give you a $100,000 raise and you can't pay your 10% off your 20000 You are not prepared to receive. And I know we say our confessions and we jump and shout, but if you ain't got no seed in the ground, you can't even expect a harvest. You're wasting your time. It would look foolish for a farmer to go outside and ain't plant no seeds. I sure be glad when the turnips grow. No seed, no harvest. You have to be prepared. So you got to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Tell your neighbor, say, do what you're supposed to do. I got another one. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 24. Stay in the new living. I like the new living. 
1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. He says this. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So watch this. So run to win. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. If you are going to prepare to receive, you got to make sure you're disciplined in your training. It's time out for that cussing and time out some oop. You've been saved for 30 years and you still talking about don't make me lose my religion. Because if it's that easy to lose it, you probably did not have it in the first place. But when you have discipline and training, when you want to cuss, you'll say, Father, govern my tongue. Act like you ain't never been there. Some of y'all, this fast was so hot. It was a few people done got on my nerve. And normally, normally when I'm not fasting, I'm able to hold myself. But because my flesh was a little weak, I said, man, look, you say one more word. And I'm saved, sanctified, I speak in tongues, I lay hands on you. But you better get out of my face. Because I'm disciplined. Some of y'all been slapping and cussing out people and snap backing and doing all of that. That would suggest you are not disciplined in your training. Oh, y'all don't like that. Say discipline in your training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just out here shadow boxing. I'm training and I'm disciplined so that I can position myself to receive what God is doing in this season of transition. I'm not just out here studying and trying to show myself approval for myself. I'm supposed to do that. So when I position myself to receive, when it comes, I won't be shocked all the time. I don't need God to shock me all the time. Some stuff I need to expect to happen because I've been disciplining myself and I've been training. They did an interview. I know it's you, Sunday. Y'all might not, no, might not remember this. Uh, Ray Allen, when he was playing with the Miami Heat, they beat San Antonio. Ray Allen hit a shot from the corner. And I'm talking about it was so pure. So they interviewed him. And they said, man, how did you feel when you took that shot? He said, that's a shot that I take all the time in practice. I'm trained and disciplined to take that shot. So no matter what time or what moment I need to take it, I'm going to hit it every time. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Some of y'all need to know because I'm disciplined in my training, I win every time. That's what we do. Winners win. So I'm expected to be rich. I'm expected to be healed. I'm expected to walk in prosperity. That's what I'm training to do. All I do is win, win, win. No, all right. Tell your neighbor, say, all I do is win. says, I discipline my body like an athlete. I'm not going to finish. I discipline myself like an athlete, training it to do what it should. I'm training myself to do what it should. So when the harvest come, I'm in position to receive it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So I'm praying and the Lord says, preparation precedes purpose. Preparation precedes purpose. So when you're talking about preparation, 
preceding pro- purpose, you got to talk about time and season. I don't really have time to talk about it or break down uh, seasons and times and all that. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, right? It talks about time and season. So whenever you're talking about preparation and purpose, you have to uh, consider time and season. So you got to understand that God does not operate on the same time schedule that we operate on. We operate on in time as it pertains to the uh, the trans- translation word is chronos. We, we operate off chronos word. Chronos time, it speaks to scheduling. It speaks to, uh, I got to go to work, my time, my appointment, the days, the calendar. Chronos time speaks to that. God operates on Kairos, uh, uh, Kairos time. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He operates off Kairos time. Kairos deals with the moments in time during time. And so you have to understand it is your obligation to take care of your preparation during your chronos time. Because while you're preparing in your chronos time, God creates a kairos time in time for you to get what you got. Come here, Joseph. Yes. Come here, Joseph. Joseph spent his chronos time in the pit. He spent his chronos time in the prison. He spent his chronos time in Potiphar's house all during that time he was preparing for what God had already shown him. And so while he was preparing, God gave his Kairos time spent in the palace. That was his destination. And so before you can get to your destination with God's Kairos, you got to make sure you manage your chronos. Okay, number one is present uh, preparation, right? Number one, preparation. Number two is presentation. In this season, during transition and movement, your presentation got to be right. Now, I'm not just talking about how you look. Listen to me, young people. I'm not just talking about how you look on the outside. I'm talking about what's on the inside. Because at some point, your inside is going to be challenged to come out. And so whatever's on the inside will come out under a certain amount of pressure. You ever ironed a pair of pants that went all the way clean? Y'all ain't. Y'all ain't never had to wear your pants like two times, three times during the week before you got your blessing. And you iron them. And whatever smell is in them jeans... <laughs> when you hit that steam, you be like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to wear these shoes. That's what's embedded in the jeans. I ain't got time to preach it, but if I had time to preach it, I would preach what smell coming out of you. Do you have enough word on the inside of you that when the devil comes and put a press on you, will you speak the word or will you speak others? Presentation has got to be right in this season. So you got to be ready to represent God. Watch this. Transition has more to do with you than it does God. Because God is already committed to your success. The question is, are you committed to God? Everything you do should represent God. My son is in college right now. He ain't even got to say nothing. He just got oil on him. First day of college, you the church boy, ain't you? It's just something about, you go to church? Me and my wife went to homecoming. We went to church with him. The pastor of the, of the campus church, she said, you know, 
Your son just a church boy. He just so churchy. All doing praise and worship. He back there singing on the drums. Because that's what's in him. And so he has to represent the God that's already been placed inside. Y'all ain't listening to what I'm saying. Romans chapter 12. Go there. Romans chapter 12. Verse, verse 1 and 2. Your presentation got to be right. You got to represent God the right way. Yesterday, uh, Pastor Kelly was talking about walking in power and having authority. And she whipped out them keys. And my first thought, Brenda, was, I think I'm going to preach I got the keys, keys. (laughs) But then I said, Pastor probably don't know nothing about that, so I don't want to (laughs) mess. All of the young people know what I'm talking about when I say I got the keys. But the only reason... You have access to those keys is because of who's on the inside of you. And so during this season, you got to make sure you know who you are. Y'all better watch where I'm going. You got to understand right where you are, who you are. You are not who they say you are because the world has already put a certain stipulation on you. But you are a child of God. Come here, Peter. First Peter chapter two, verse nine says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar. Now, 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 peculiar. Let me let me help you, Jessica. Peculiar does mean strange now, but it also means that you've been bought. By somebody else's possession. So you don't even belong to yourself. Listen to me, young people. You belong to God first, then your parents. So you may think you're going to get past God, but you definitely ain't getting past your daddy. Hey, son, I just figured I'd let you know. So you got to make sure you know who you are in this season. Romans chapter 12, let's go there. I got nine minutes. I got to cut all this. Are you there? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Uh, New King James Version. Is that Justin working the screens? Hey, man. That's my little brother. Understand? Work the screens, Jack. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present... That's presentation. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is no your reasonable service. The new living says, uh, but you are not like that. For you are, no, no. He says, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. Holy means to be separated. So that means in this season, your presentation shouldn't be like everybody else's presentation. And I know this youth Sunday, but this message ain't just for the youth because it's some, some, some adults have lost their identity. You can't wait till you 45 talking about I want a tattoo on the bottom half of my back. Your presentation is off, babe. You can't be 45 working on 50 talking about I'm wearing my good tights today because I'm going to upstage them. Tr- no! Your presentation is off. Forty-five, fifty years old. Talking about, we going to the hookah lounge Friday. The what? Oh, devil! I don't know what's wrong. The 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 church, the identity of the church is under attack, and it ain't.
just the kids because the kids are seeing what the parents are doing. So if you puff, puff, puff pass in the house, don't get mad at your kids. And I, I look, I work with them. I know kids come to school. Yeah, man, I hit, I hit it yesterday with my mama. I said, something wrong with your mama and something wrong with you. Come here, let me pray for you. These kids doing what they see their parents do. Juju on that beat. You can't have a juju party with your kids. And then you wonder why they crazy. Presentation. Say your presentation. Verse 2. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world. The word conform means to be situated as, to be built like, to be adjusted to. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Watch this. Uh, this word renew, uh, it's a constant uh, progression or transition. But when you add the ing, that means it's a consistent thing. So that means you're always renewing your mind. Every level that you go to, you need to renew your mind. We're in a season of movement. So some of y'all that was thinking certain ways back in 2015, 16, you need to keep renewing your mind. That you may prove, say prove. So, uh, that you may prove. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That was all right. You may prove. You, you got to do it yourself. You can't talk about something. I'm a child of God because my daddy a pastor. No, what, what, what are you? You may prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You got to make sure that your presentation is right. You want to know why? Because there's always somebody watching you. I know you don't like to be on the stage and you don't like the spotlight, but the moment you went to your job and said, I'm saved, bing, spotlight. Which means that everything you do, they watching you because you said you saved, you represent God. You can't represent God gossiping with the rest of them. You can't represent God going to happy hour afterwards. You can't represent God skipping class. Y'all thought I forgot it was you Sunday. That is not a good representation of God. If you're going to represent God, you got to do the right thing. You got to act the right way. Because they watching. Elbow your neighbor and say, yeah, they watching you too. Oh. Last scripture. Lord Jesus. Number one is. Preparation, right? We're in the season of transition. So you got to have a time of preparation. Two, you got to have presentation. Your presentation got to be right. And I'm going to give you number three. And I'm going to read one scripture and I'll be done. The third thing is you got to have execution. During this time of transition, whatever God has told you to do, you need to do it. 
You need to be where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to. Listen, the enemy is coming to knock us off our square. And every time he comes, watch this. His assignment, Pastor Terrence, has not changed. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And this this season, you can't be shocked. Oh my God, here come the devil. That's what he's supposed to do. So the question, thank you Holy Ghost, the question is not what he's doing, it's what you're doing. You got to do the work. During this time of transition, you have to take actions. You have to do whatever the Lord has told you to do. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Yeah. You got to do the work, man. You got to do what you're supposed to be doing. And don't be so consumed about what people saying. In this generation, that is the thing. How you look, what you wear, what's the end thing. Listen, you got to make sure you're doing what God has called you to do. I don't care if your hair is long and burgundy and purple at the same time. You need to be doing what God told you to do. Straight legs. I tried some straight legs on, Pastor. I just could not get my foot in them. I mean, <laughs> I was like, Lord, this is not my grace. Give me. I know I lost, you know, when you lose a little weight, you want to go right to the, I lost a little weight. I was like, hey, let me get these jeans. I'm in the dressing room. All right. Look, whenever Al, if you got to do this to put your pants on as a guy, you don't wear them. Don't wear them. Your presentation will be off. Okay. I don't know who that was for, but don't tell you to say, don't do it. Don't do it. Do the work. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. New King James Version. Got to execute. Execute. Do the work. Tell your neighbor, say, do something this season. Don't be sitting back. Somehow I'm going to let Pastor them do it. We got churches to plant. We got territories to take over. We got assignments that we need to fulfill. And we ain't got time for you talking about, you know, I don't really do that. No, if God put it in you, you need to make sure that you are in position to do it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. It says, bond servants... Obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, not to men. In this season, you need to work for God. Whatever you do, make sure God is getting glory. Even when you at work and you you talking to somebody, you better make sure God is getting glory out of that that situation because you represent God. Ecclesiastes, last one, Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse 10. He says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. So while you are alive, you need to do what God has called you to do with all your might. Somebody say all your might. When you get on this stage, you need to pray with all your might. When you get to work, you need to represent.
represent God with all your might. When you talking about God, do it with all your might. When you at the bank, bank with all your might. Yes, I need to, I need to withdraw one hundred dollars. All your might. When you go to the gas station, let me get 25 on pump six. Oh, listen, I'm not kidding. All your might. When you at the grocery store and they give you your price, slap your car. Put it on the car. All your might. So in this season of transition, in this season of transition, number one, you got to have a season of preparation. You got to prepare for what God is about to do. Number two, your presentation has to be intact. You will represent God with everything you do during this time of transition. People are watching you. They're expecting us to fail. They're expecting you to fail. They're expecting you to fall. But you got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Your presentation got to be right. And I don't know about you, but I'm standing on the word of God. It does not matter who's in office. It don't matter what they doing down there. It don't matter what they saying. I will serve the Lord. Execution got to be right. You got to do something. It's time out for mouth service, lip service. Ain't no sense of talking about I'm believing God for a house, but you ain't doing nothing. I'm believing God to fix my money, but you ain't sowing. I'm believing God to fix my marriage, but you're not praying. I'm believing God to do something miraculous, but you don't give. You better do something. And so when you couple all of those things, it positions you to receive during this time of transition. Clap your hands for the word.